Sometimes it's uh, uh, I see uh, things uh, that uh, I don't carry with me. I don't have this memory, but uh, it's showing up on Facebook. This uh, memories they showing what I have post there uh, since two thousand seven and. Uh, uh, I don't know if I have talking about it here on my podcast about uh, in April uh, 2008. I was on my way to uh, race in uh, inflammation in my body and was very bad in uh, the psoriasis and my pancreas and, and but I have not got any medicine for it and uh, I I eat a painkiller in that time uh, tramadol and um, because of the pain or because the psoriasis was in my joints and it was hurt me so very much and uh, it was um, I should go to the doctor uh, next day but uh, this day I, w- I was only taking my uh, uh, tramadol to could walk out that I had so much pain so I couldn't walk out without ha- uh, eat uh, tramadol and uh, I was only uh, going out with a treasure not treasure trash a bag a trash bag a very big one a little heavy and then I took the bus and uh, to downtown and then I was thinking I uh, I should go to the bank for some reason uh, and when I come in uh, into the traveling station uh, to because I have to go go through the center of the traveling where we have the train and ferries and buses everything is there in the center and uh, I, I start to walk there uh, and it's a uh, marbles uh, floor so it's kind of of a uh, hard uh, to fall if you fall there is you're gonna hurt very much uh, and I look at the the clock on the wall because I was uh, in hurry to to co- come to the bank before they closed. Uh, it was that day, one day in the week they had open longer, so they were open till six o'clock, and I saw that it was five forty-five or something like that. And uh, just when I had seen, look at the the clock on the wall 
uh, I felt like all energy was going out from me. And I was frightened to to fall on the marble floor. Uh, so I tried to reach the sofa uh, and uh, there was a man, uh, this Arabic man sitting there and, uh, and talking the telephone and uh, I, I could sit there with him and then I whisper because I was out of energy so I couldn't talk. I only could whisper a little and I say to him to call for the ambulance. I say to him, very weak, and he look at me like, uh, who is she? Like, what kind of person is this? So he walk away and didn't say anything. Then uh, it was... Uh, some friend uh, that he knew, they, they were standing and look at me, but they didn't do anything. And uh, uh, I sit there and uh, then it come a woman that uh, was known in my city to be, I don't know if she, I have not talked to her, so I don't know if she was mentally sick or she was on drugs or drinking something. Uh, she was like looking for uh, bottles. Uh, she collect. She had lots of bags with her. But she was a young woman, uh, about forty years old. Uh, so uh, she come to look at me. Uh, and I took up, now I was even more weak, so I had only, I could only move a finger to make a finger that, like this, uh, come, come to me, come to me, like that, uh, sign on the finger. And she would be curious what I wanted. She thought uh, it was something that have with these people that was uh, is homeless here in this our city uh, that I have some drugs or money for her or something like that, and uh, she come to me and uh, she like they do they uh, she. She bowed down her head and uh, wanted to listen what I wanted to say in secret. She thought it was like a secret talking to her, uh, only between her and me. But it was that I was so weak, I couldn't talk. So I, I said to her to call for an ambulance. And she said to me that uh, she's going to, uh, there is a security guard in those places. So she knew them. And uh, so she went to, to those security guard and tell them about me. 
so the security guard come to me when, and when I saw that the security guard come close to me, then I let it go. It was very strange, but I know now uh, how it is when you uh, the people that is going to die they they like wait for someone to come and then when maybe like loved ones is coming to their dead deathbed they let it go and that was the same for me that I didn't try to keep me alive and so one of the security guard he go down on his knees and he look up on on my face because i my my head was bowed down to the floor i have no energy to hold it up the the head and uh, and he look at me and he say that don't fall to sleep don't fall to sleep and and he asked this uh, woman, that homeless woman, uh, he asked her if I knew her, knew, if she knew me. And she said, I have never seen her before, she said. And uh, I could hear some of the words they were saying. And then uh, the, the one that was on his knees, and he said to his partner that uh, we have to call for the ambulance and it's a serious thing and uh, when it's most serious it's called I I don't know if it's called in other countries but here in Sweden it's called priority one I say that's priority one call he say and that means that they coming with an alarm on with the highest speed they can do. Because uh, I was on my way to die. And uh, when he say that, then I let it go even more. And then suddenly I, I was down like in a, in a well, a, a dry well. And it, I standing on, in the bottom on the on this drive well, and it was so very high up, so I couldn't see uh, the opening of the well. Well, uh, I couldn't see the sky. I was only standing in the like a, a well, and it was uh, like sand. It looked like sand, uh, a rose, uh, a pink, uh, light pink sand color. And uh, I, <coughs> I was not thinking, uh, I, I don't know if I had a body. I don't think I had a body. I only had uh, my eyes and uh, I don't know if I had ears because 
there was silence. There were no nothing uh, sound there. And uh, and I standing and look around uh, uh, where I was. And then uh, on the left side, I saw a thumbnail. And uh, in that thumbnail, it was uh, black. It was really dark. It was no light there. Uh, but it was big enough for me to to go in there and it I think uh, it I didn't have a body because uh, the thunder was not so high up it was um, maybe one meter high uh, but in that thunder I saw uh, legs and hands and arms it was very much going on in the tunnel there I saw it and uh, I was if the uh, the security guard had not wake me up uh, he uh, they shake me up um, to life if they have not done it, I have been walking into the tunnel and I was not ready to go to heaven in that time. Uh, I have got the knowledge at much, much more um, after, after uh, that time. After the, about it started to be really, uh, really much uh, teaching. Only uh, now, when I started a podcast, that's the most uh, good knowledge I have got from the spirits that is coming here. They have taught us. They have taught me. They have told me what's going on and uh, it maybe started uh, I think it started when I was in hypnosis and that is four or five years ago so it so maybe 2016 it started to raise very fast my my knowledge. Uh, first, uh, my walk in the United States, uh, that was to know that there is a God. That was the first uh, knowledge uh, that I, I had to rely on God to survive in the United States. That was the first part of my the school, the education from God. And then I come home to Sweden and and I go worse in my health, be very sick. And then I struggle with, with my illness first. Uh, so about two, 2015, that's when I got that medicine that I have today that I got 
that the medicine every third month I get this uh, very very expensive medicine that I got I don't remember if I told you that in the last episode that I healed a young woman in inside the hospital and uh, the doctor come to know that I have healed that woman from being dead and they allowed me to get this very expensive medicine that they only gave to some few people they say that it was 12 12 people in my big city uh, it's 120,000 people I think in, in this city and much more maybe in the county so it it's only 12 people that have got that medicine and I am one of them that have got it and uh, so um, I was uh, standing there and uh, they shake me up the secure guard and then uh, it's it's come the ambulance and uh, and I have um, like a trolley a bag because I should go and uh, buy food after I have been to the bank uh, so uh, I hardly it was this homeless woman that gave the ambulance people my my trolley bag so I got it with me and uh, and then uh, in the ambulance it's so very strange with my brain it's very strange but uh, I know there is some people that have the same thing that uh, in the ambulance uh, I I remember some what they were saying in the ambulance they asked me about my name and uh, my address and uh, when I uh, when I am out when I am like I was close to die and they asked me this basic information about myself I can answer it even if I am away I'm total away I answer so uh, I understand that it's very hard for those people that take care of me that they don't understand that I'm out I'm not there <laughs> they don't understand it because I can I have uh, when I'm sleeping I have my eyes open so I have my eyes open a little not uh, not full up or open but uh, half or half open I have and so they think that I am awake and uh, then also that I can answer this basic 
the things they ask to see if if uh, if I am there, <laughs> like how it is with me. So uh, when I come to the hospital in an emergency place in the hospital, they. It was a, a a doctor there, and she couldn't speak Swedish, and and she couldn't speak English. She was Russia, a doctor, so I couldn't talk to her, and uh, and I uh, they check they always check the heart, and then uh, the nurse asked me. A question, and it was question that have not with the basic things to do. She, I don't know. She maybe asked me uh, if I had some diabetes and high blood pressure and that, like that, and I couldn't answer because that was not the basic questions. So I saw that she. I wake up when she turned around on her chair where she was sitting at the table and, and write down my answers. And uh, I wake up when she she turned around the chair and then she come to me and then she took a, a light in, open up my eyes and put a light in my eyes and then she saw that I was not awake. She saw that when she light in into my eyes and then I come to a room and I got some some breathing because I always I have it seems like I have had it for uh, since I was a child when I, you know, I was killed and uh, that uh, make damage very much in my body and I don't uh, breathe so uh, normal. So they uh, maybe thought I it was that's why I I I was out of energy that I couldn't breathe, and uh, so I got a, a, a breathing machine, and uh, then the the an, a nurse come to me and say that we have no bed for you, you can't, you have to go home. She said to me, uh, "We, that that's uh, it. Come a group of people into the emergency room, and they have done uh, overdose of drugs." She say, "So they need the uh, the bed instead of you." That was very bad, and. Uh, Later on, a nurse say that if you go coming in in priority one, 
with the ambulance that is the law that they those people that come in in priority one they have to stay at the hospital for 24 hours to check up but they told me that I have to go home and I have no no one that come and get me I have to find out and I was confused because I was not really awake and uh, I didn't know I get panic when I was there in the hospital so I ran out from the room with all these things that is the cords of the, for the, the heart to check the heart and there was those uh, input for medicine in my arms hanging <laughs> and it it was going I was out and I say it's in the law that we should have a second opinion from another doctor but that and I they were very angry at me that I ran out from the room with all these uh, items on me that they should take away first before I go home but I say I refuse to come in in the room I I need to have a doctor to look at me I say uh, I was really confused because I was so uh, bad shape and uh, and the nurse come and they only pull out everything on my body so it was blood everywhere it was blood uh, going out in the air of that they pull out very fast those input I had for the medicine in my arms and uh, then I didn't know what to do and in that time there was a, a, a emergency room for mental sick people so I went in there like uh, escape from from those uh, nurses that was after me and uh, but they didn't help me to get any taxi or anything they we have here in Sweden that we get we can get a free taxi home from the hospital if we are very sick and uh, they didn't help me so I went into this mental sick uh, and uh, it come a man and said look at me and he said why why are you sitting here you don't belong here he said to me, he saw that I was not mental sick. But I said to him that that they have only kicked me out from emergency room. And I am too weak. I don't know what to do now. So I sit here and I have to find out what to do because there is no one I can call to come and get me and 
So uh, this man, he called for a taxi. And uh, I I think uh, he make so I could come come home with the taxi without to pay because I I was so confused I don't know if I had any money to pay the taxi and then when I come home I I live on the third floor and I didn't know how can I come up to my apartment when I am so weak so I come up to my apartment but it took forever and I was thinking I'm gonna die in these stairs because I'm so weak and but I come home and uh, and then next day I had a doctor appointment that was the good thing it maybe saved my life that I had appointment for a doctor so I go to the doctor and he check out what's going on in my body I told him what have happened and then he say that I have um, it's uh, I have very bad I have bacteria in my lungs and uh, I I it was uh, as I had so much pain in my body, that's the bad thing is that I couldn't feel that I have this illness going on in my lungs. And it have caused of that between my legs. I have the bacteria in my legs and it was so much so it have infected my lungs also so I have double I was really very very sick uh, but then uh, he helped me with the medicine so I get it going away from me but that I was so thankful I was so happy in 2008 because uh, of this uh, uh, event that I I, I stood uh, down in the bottom of, of this well and I was still awake I could see things I could think and so that was the first time I realized that there is a life after death because I was dead dead for some seconds and come down there in the bottom of the well so I was so thankful after what happened that I I got this answer from God that there is life after death so that was what I wanted to tell you. I may I maybe have said it before, but not describe this with a 
a hospital and uh, I have a problem with the hospital the whole time because people don't like me uh, people hate me and uh, it's something that disturbed them about me they don't I, uh, I never realized that when I was younger that it was something that people didn't like that I don't know what it is but something was it and am at the hospital so now when I was to, I have been some uh, I have been to the hospital when we have this coronavirus and uh, that make I I come to understand a little why they they do so bad things to me at the hospital it's because last time I was I was laying in the hospital for four or five days and uh, they were good to me because I was one of of everyone uh, no one could have their family around them in the hospital because we have the coronavirus uh, no one had anyone with them they were by themselves inside the hospital and I understood that is because they didn't see me that I was on my own they didn't see that I was alone that I didn't have any protection from my family from a doctor from my daughter or from my son and not from any friends they didn't see it because I was one of everyone else that was not allowed to have anyone in in the hospital room so that it seems like it's the what make people hate me because they i have no protection a visible protection of any any person so uh, it's uh, that i understand uh, that i have understand for many many years that it's not about me that i i do wrong things it's about them that hate me that have things uh, stored inside them that they maybe have been abused as a child they maybe are abused of of their spouse they have uh, i know also at i attract uh, lesbian women so i think that i have thought about that they do they are attracted to me but they don't want to be attracted to me so they be angry about what they feel when they see me because uh, uh, through the years um, 
some lesbian women have asked me to be together with them. And I have to say, tell them that I am straight. I am not into women. Uh, so uh, that uh, I maybe help someone now to tell you this. It's not about you. It's what they feel that see you and they react on things that they are uh, have in their life bad things. People have done bad things to them. They have problem, mental problem, and they they don't feel okay. They don't feel okay. They maybe look like they are are okay, but inside them is a, like a war going on, and they must take it out. On someone and then they see like me that I have never had anyone that have coming with me to the hospital not my daughter's father were never uh, visit me when I lay in the hospital because I'm going to give birth to his daughter he he hate hospital because his mother was laying in the hospital his mother was mental sick and he'd be scared of seeing the hospital like it was for a long time ago how they treated people so that he never wanted to go with me to the hospital so I have to do everything on my own and it felt very bad when I get miscarrying when I was in in fifth, sixth month. And I have to take the bus, going with the bus for, it was about one hour to the hospital. And then laying there and give birth to a dead baby. And then take... Going home with the bus was a one hour sitting there and crying inside me because I have lost my child and have the mother clothes on also and there was no no belly anymore. There was not a child in, in my womb. I had felt the kicking of the baby in my womb and now it was no one there and there was the father of the child was not with me no one was with me I was it was kind of very hard situation I was in when I when I went back home with the bus with the empty belly I, I felt like uh, empty inside me total empty so I have uh, I have uh, lived 
many people's life so i know how it is to 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 lost children because i have been maybe pregnant i counted it as uh, uh, between 10 and 15 times i have miscarried so i know what it is to lose but that time when I sit on the bus, that time was the longest I have been pregnant and lost a baby. I was in fifth, sixth month and the baby was kicking and everything was okay. And then suddenly one morning I had bleeding and went to the hospital and and the hospital say uh, I could go home. They don't want me to be there. And I refuse. I say I don't go home. I don't want to, to have a baby in my bed. Coming out in my bed. I say I stay here. So they, they couldn't take me away. So I got a bed. But they didn't do anything. For to help me, um, I have very much pain when the the baby was on its way to come out, and I asked a nurse if I could get help for for all this pain I had, and she said to me that uh, I can't give you anything because the ba- the baby can be hurt. And I say to her, it doesn't matter because the baby is coming out and it's it's dead. It doesn't hurt. But I didn't get any pain uh, relief and, and the water went out from me. And I tried to call home to, to uh, my daughter's father. Uh, to ask him to come and help me but I didn't I have so much pain so I didn't I didn't know the telephone number to my home (laughs) it it was out from my brain I couldn't and then I, I go to the elevator for to go go try to find the way to to their area where they giving birth at the hospital but i couldn't use the elevator because i have so much pain so the brain was out from it i couldn't help and then i i was laying in a in a room with eight other women that should give birth. And in the morning when the doctor come, a woman, she sit up in a bed and she's screaming at the doctor and the nurse that come in in the morning. And they say, and she's screaming, is craziness this? This poor woman, she had screaming and crying the whole night. 
and no one have helped her. She, she say very angry. And uh, the doctor said, I was laying like uh, a foster uh, style. I had so much pain, so I was laying uh, and hold everything, my body, like uh, the foster inside my me uh, head down. And uh, the doctor say, uh, I have to take her first, he say. So they took me out and he look uh, inside me because the baby have not coming out. And he say that you're, the baby is laying on the side. It doesn't come out because it's laying on the side. It doesn't uh, was going down with her head or the feet. It was laying on the side, inside me. That's why I have so much pain. So they have to do a, a surgery on me to take the baby out and and uh, sometimes I'm thinking like if they have uh, look at me look at uh, the, uh, the situation in the night they maybe could have saved the baby because it was big enough to could survive if they have taken out the baby but they didn't do it so the baby died inside me because it didn't could come out. So the, it's many, many things. But I see it that it's like in God's plan that I should go through all these evil, hard situation for that people around the world is going through that I need I have to have this to feel for for people in that sit, same situations that I understand what they are going through to could heal them in and that's what I do t- uh, just now when I sit and do my podcast, that you hear that I have been there where you you are today or you have been in the same situation. So you know that I am thinking about you, that, that when you have this going on and... and uh, it's not what I have not read it. I have not um, heard it from other people. I have experienced it on my own by myself, and I understand what you are going through. And uh, I think it's more that I have I have to learn. So I can tell you I have been there, that uh, what you are. Uh, I, I, sometimes I am thinking that maybe it's these spirits that want me to 
go through everything that they have experienced. But in the first place, I have always thinking um, my my situation have it have been for me to could talk to people that have that suffering from everything that have I have going through all those things and I meet these people and sometimes I meet, I when I have been to a church and uh, the pastor have met those people that have uh, have a hard time with their life and I tell them about um, my experience and uh, tell them what to do and and I they tell me they tell me uh, and sometimes I see it that they understand that I have been in the same situation in the same place as them so they listen more to me and what uh, listen at the pastors because they they don't understand anything what they are telling the pastors is only telling them out from what they have read in books or or what the bible is saying but I am talking to people that, so they know that I know what I'm talking about because I have been there. So uh, and, uh, I feel uh, now when I'm talking that I feel, uh, feel your pain. There, there is people that listen now uh, even if it's not uh, this date, this year, but but I can feel like I'm not God, but I can feel through years from from the past and and the future, uh, the the my soul that I can feel the suffering that have been going on in your life and i i can feel the suffering you have today i don't know the future but i know the past and today what you are going through and i i tell you with full heart that i i feel your pain I feel your suffering, I feel your confusing, I feel how you struggle to get a normal life. I feel it, I feel it very strong. So I am with you, I am with you where you are now, because I can feel it. So take care of you and you know that everything can change in a heartbeat you don't know what the future brings for you it can look like it's it's uh, very terrible and you can't 
can't live uh, your life anymore. You, you, you are on your way to give up. But I tell you, I promise you that it's uh, that you don't know the future, and if you cry out to God about your situation. And now I'm talking about that God that is my God and not uh, those uh, man-made gods. It's the real God that was in the Old Testament that was from the beginning. And if you cry out to him about your situation, I promise you that he will listen and change your life. It may be not going to change tomorrow, but it will come a day when you you say to yourself that that was the time when it started to change my life, when I couldn't bear it anymore, that I have to cry out to God, crying out out from my heart everything that I have inside me that make me feel like I feel and I promise you that if you cry out really cry out not uh, like in a movie your own crying out heart that things will happen to you because now I'm talking to God about you and your situation. So we are two people and then God is with us. And that means that some good will happen in your life. Maybe not tomorrow, but it will come when the day when you feel free, free from all your pain and suffering that's uh, what I want to tell you. God, you know, God loves you very much, and I love you too. So, thank you for listening.